Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, after arriving back in the city of Rayburn Falls, the group learned that a fight broke out in the last counselor meeting. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So, the three of you are currently separated. Right now, we have uh, Thelonious, who's sort of skulking behind, uh, let's see, uh, Cat or not Cassius, uh, you have Longinus Payne and his bodyguard, uh, who have just made a turn onto the main you know, road from the back alleys you were walking through. Uh, and then inside the shop, we have Gaius and Cassius Payne. Uh, Cassius Payne is currently talking to you guys about the last counselor meeting, and... Uh, She's speaking, of course, with Alice and Hannibal. So let's jump to the alley first. Thelonious, you're on your own back here. Uh, they're heading to the main road. It looks like it's, you know, there's still plenty of foot traffic, you know, out there. What would you like to do? You want to keep following or do you want to back off? Yeah, I want to continue the pursuit. Sure. So, I mean, stealth wise. Yeah. So there's not really, they're not running away or anything, you know, so it's pretty simple to follow. I. Uh, your stealth ability, they did not notice you in the least. And so now you're on the main road. So you're hiding from them, but plenty of people can see you. And you're probably about like, you know, 20 feet behind these guys. And it looks like they're heading towards uh, what you think to be the shipping district. Uh, can I use my spell of invisibility? Yeah, and sure. Just f- do you want to use it right now or do you want to like duck into an alley and use it? Um... I guess I'll duck into an alley and use it. Sure. So you duck into an alley, you cast invisibility, and you no longer can be seen. You then come out, you have advantage on all your stealth checks, and you are following behind these guys. You know, so you likely want to get a little closer. Correct. Sure. So you get closer, and uh, the the two of them are talking. It's more like, you know, Longinus is kind of just barking at his bodyguard, and he's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to this party of hers. It's, you know... Not many people are going to show. He says, uh, uh, and he mutters under his breath about how, uh, like, who he thinks is, go- is going to show up. And he mentions, of course, Cassius. He mentions Verna. He mentions the uh, the governor might show up. And he says, otherwise, he doesn't know who's, who's going to make it. And the bodyguard just kind of nods along with him. Uh, back inside, into the, the you know, uh, pain imports. The... Two of you are talking with Cassius, who's just revealed that uh, apparently a a fight had broken out uh, at the last you know counselor meeting. So, so the insinuation is that Morn's wife is a uh, bloodbane. Well, that's what it seemed like, darling. I had a hard time following the conversation. They bickered back and forth for a while. Uh, they started fighting over oh some foolishness. Um, I believe that uh, Morn Ballantine was talking about needing funds. For the Dragon District, and then Flack is a bit of a short temper, and I guess he was maybe in a bad mood, and so he went ahead and insinuated that uh, Morn Ballantine was going to use those funds for the Bloodbane family, and they fought, bickered, and you know apparently Flack heard something. I don't know where he got such an idea that the you know Morn Ballantine was associated with the Bloodbanes, and then he said that at the end of the meeting that you know. His, his, apparently his wife, who, to the best of my knowledge, has passed away. I think she died some years ago. And I guess he got upset about his wife's honor at stake, and he 
clobbered flack across the face. Do you think there's anything to the rumor about his wife being associated with the bloodbanes? Oh, I'm, I can't imagine it's true, darling. I mean, Morton Ballantine states every chance he gets that he's not associated with the bloodbanes. But wouldn't that be a shame if he was? Why is that? Well, he'd be a criminal. Yeah. Ousted from the council. It'd be a real shame. I suppose that would be... Who, who would replace him? Out of curiosity. Well, if the district is as old as some of the others, like the Collegiate District, they have rules in place for who takes over. But the Dragon District is relatively new. I don't know that they have any rules, so it might just fall on Governor Thanemore or Governor's replacement. Fair enough. Um, so, so what is this party exactly? Oh, it's just a little soiree at my place. When is it? Uh, tonight. Tonight. Full moon party. Oh, yeah. So, so a bunch of people going to be there? Oh, just a few. Just a select few, darling. Sure. Not us, though, right? Well, I mean, I just don't know you very well. No, that's fair. No, I got you. I, I hear you. Um, Alice, you, you got anything else? No, we won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy your party. Well, thank you. And she kind of flutters herself with her fan, and she says, well, you two have a wonderful night. Thank you thank so you. much. And she smiles it. real big and uh, leaves. And uh, and Gaius is just like, ah, isn't she just the best? Yeah. Hey, do you, you ever get invited to these parties? Well, I mean, I, I would. It's just I, I have to run the shop so often. You don't have anyone to, to help you with the shop? Well, I mean, there are people who take other shifts, but I mean, for all the important shifts, my aunt needs me. Yeah. And this is an important shift? Well, yeah. Why is that? Well, we, we're getting a shipment in. I have to be here to, to do inventory on oh, yeah. it. What, what, uh, what's coming in? Anything good? Well, and he kind of like pulls out a ledger and he starts listing off a, a few things. It's some dwarven goods. And you don't know for sure, but it might be the order you saw coming in when you came, uh, went in through the sewers. Um, anything, anything unusual about this particular order or is this just pretty standard? Oh, it seems pretty standard, but every order is important. Sure. No, fair enough. How about how many orders do you usually get? Oh, we get probably around maybe every seven days, about, uh, three orders. Three orders every seven days? Roughly. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, all right. Well, um, I got nothing else. You good? Mm, we should probably check on Thelonious. Yeah, I don't have them. Sure. You guys walk outside and... You're not really sure what the Thelonious is. You do a, a quick sweep of the uh, the the building around, and Thelonious is MIA. Uh, he gone. Back to Thelonious. Thelonious, you're following along, and uh, as far as that goes, they do not notice that you're you're there. I mean, I tell you what, for the sake of argument, go ahead and make me a uh, uh, stealth check with advantage, and let me know what you get. Uh, 20. Unnatural. They don't notice you. You're creeping along. Like, you, you make noise as your feet fall to the ground, but, like, not loud enough for these guys to notice, especially with all the foot traffic, <clears throat> you know, going on here. So they're walking along, uh, and they get to the uh, the bridge that leads to, let's see, where would they be heading? They they walked around the, the alley. Yeah, so they uh, uh, are are heading down the towards the, the bridge to go across to the government district. And you're still following, correct? Yeah. Absolutely. How far do you guys want to, or how long do you want to follow them for? I kind of want to see if I can sneak into this party. Okay. So I, uh, in the midst of them talking, you do hear that they are heading to the shipping district. Uh, so, which is not where, you know, she would be having a party, you don't think. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, it seems like you'll have to spend a lot of time around them if you want to get that chance. I mean, I believe the invisibility is for an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And I could use it again if I run out, right? Yeah. I, I want to see. I want to. We need info. I want to. I, I feel like there's something going on between sure. the pains. Yeah, absolutely. So you uh, uh, start heading to the shipping district where apparently uh, Longinus is going to make a you know pit stop or something. You are heading off in that direction. So uh, back to you two. You have no idea what happened to Thelonious. He's just gone. What would you like to do? Can we uh, make... shoot a message and see if maybe he can receive it? Didn't work too well last time, but uh, well, I have to know where he is, though, to mm -hmm. use it. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Uh, can we check? Can we like survival check for uh, tracks? tracks? Sure thing. Go ahead and make a survival check. I. Uh, yeah, just regular rolls. Let me know what you uh, get. Ten. Uh, survival. Yep. Uh, nineteen. With a nineteen, you do find his tracks, and you know he has pretty distinct feet. You know the, uh, uh, you know the the boots he's wearing or whatever, pretty big. Uh, or do you have like open toed like, uh, like sandal type things? Like what do you what do you wear? This is a preference thing for Ugh, you. Are you wearing socks and sandals? No, I don't think I we ever established. No, I don't think so. I'm just curious. I've probably got like some boots on. Boots on, sure. Yeah. So you see, you you spend enough time around him. You see Thelonious's footprints, and they seem to follow two other sets of footprints. And they go off down the alley, and you guys follow along. And it hits the main road, and it becomes a little harder to see where he'd be stepping on, like these cobblestone roads or whatever. Uh, but you think that you're following him pretty decently, and it seems like he's heading towards the bridge that leads across to the government district. Oh, great. All right. Let's head across the bridge. Sure. So you guys start heading in that direction. Thelonious, you're the, quite a bit ahead of these guys. They're they're stuck following you a little slower. Uh, so you head to uh, into the shipping district, and uh, as far as that goes, I... Uh, he, it, it seems like uh, uh, Longinus Payne stops at the Red Gorgon Saloon. Okay, this is the bar that you went yeah, to, you know, earlier in the uh, the adventure. So he he you know gets to the door and he uh, he looks. It sounds loud. Come, you know, it's it's you know getting the the sun is setting at this point. It's pretty loud inside. He uh, Longinus looks to his bodyguard and he goes, "Yeah, stick stick with me." And he just kind of nods, and they head inside, and the the you know saloon doors swing open, and he walks in. What would you like to do, Thelonious? I'm heading in. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and make a stealth check. Do I still have, I still have advantage, right? Because I'm invisible. Yep. And let me know what you get. Nine. With a nine, the the shutter you know kind of like flap doors open. You're invisible. Iser Thundertusk looks up, sees the door flaps open. He goes, fucking ghosts. And he reaches back behind the counter and pulls out a crossbow <laughs> and just points it towards the door and fires. Uh, I guess shit. <laughs> Make me a d20 roll to see just how accurate he is. 14. With a 14, you dive aside. The arrow sticks into the wall and I... Uh, and Iser just sort of hops the counter, this big gumpy half orc, and he kind of like saunters over to like where you're kind of lying on the ground at the moment. He pops his uh, bolt out of the wall and he goes, ah, "Ghosts!" <laughs> and he puts it back in. He cocks it and he just starts smelling the air. <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, as you're lying on the ground, <laughs> you see a whole bunch of people are in here. Yeah. Tons of people. Uh, as far as that goes, it looks like the back corner is sort of set aside, and that's where Longinus is walked off to, and it looks like he's talking to a group of people. I'm going to try and, because st- it's, it's loud, noisy, a lot of people mm-hmm. around, I'm going to try and stealth my way over to Longinus. Sure, you crawl up and like oh. kind of get to your feet a bit and start heading in that direction. Go ahead and make me a stealth check. Do I have to roll twice? The first one's natural 20. I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you... Barrel roll, and like just as uh, Iser puts his foot on the ground, and you kind of like duck under a table, crawl aside, and you get closer, and you see that uh, it looks like uh, Longinus Payne is currently talking to uh, one really huge human. Uh, looks like he's flanked by a whole bunch of other different people at this uh, table. You have uh, this big human uh, who's just giant barrel chested. Uh, he has like a, a black hair, a black beard. He's kind of grumbling. It looks like he's got like a, a you know a sword at his side, uh, like a, a you know pretty uh, big you know long sword. But he also even has like a, a big hammer on his back. It looks like this guy's like real tough looking. He's flanked by quite a few uh, people, uh, as I mentioned. So. One of them is a halfling in like a, a kind of a, a deep blue tunic. Uh, he's got a hat on. 
you have, uh, and that's a, a stout halfling. You also have a wood elf who has uh, like almost like a, a wide-rimmed hat and like a giant crossbow on his back. Uh, on top of that, you also have a uh, half-elf who's wearing, like, really dark purple robes. You have uh, a few other humans as well that have, like, weapons and stuff. These guys all seem pretty tough, adventuring-type people. Uh, but you also have one other person uh, who's sort of on the, like, far corner, who who's sort of, like, kind of dweeby-looking. It looks like he's a gnome. He has uh, uh, uh not only does he have really ornate looking shoes on, uh, but you also have, uh, uh, he has like a backpack that has like a bunch of like boots coming off the top of it, which is really strange. Okay. And uh, Longinus, uh, you know, walks up, you know, walks up to this, uh, uh, this guy and he goes, hey, uh, Flack, don't you think that you should just, you know, apologize and get this over with? And the guy named Flack uh, looks up at him and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> you must be joking. You think I'm going to apologize to that old lizard dick? I'd rather die. He says, besides, he punched me in the face. I ain't got nothing to apologize over. And Longinus kind of like shudders for a moment. And he goes, be that as it may, I think that the meetings will go a little smoother if maybe you apologize over the remarks on his wife. Ha! <laughs> You must be joking. You think I'm going to go apologize to Lizard Dick over the fact that his wife is a bloodbane? He goes, that's not very proven. There's no way to know that. He goes, I have my sources. And he just <laughs> spits onto the ground. Just like past Longinus, just <laughs> hits the ground even like near you. I, I, Blonius. Mm -hmm. And everyone else at the table is just kind of being quiet. They're just letting them talk. The bodyguard kind of cracks his neck a little bit, uh, and Flat, the guy named Flat, goes, "What does your boyfriend there want to fight me?" And Longinus goes, "Shut up. I just think it's better if you apologize." And he just tries to defuse the situation. He goes, "Whatever." And Longinus says, "Very well. I'll be at my cousin's party." And he starts to head out. What would you like to do in this situation, Stelonius? You have a bunch of kind of rough and tough adventurers and the shoemaker uh, sitting at this uh, 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 you know, corner of the bar. Otherwise, your friends are nowhere to be seen. You have no idea where they are. And otherwise, uh, Longinus Payne is leaving with his bodyguard. Longinus is leaving or um, Longinus and his the bodyguard. other guy? Longinus's bodyguard leaving. Fla this guy named Flack. Oh, Flack sticking around. Flack is sticking around. Oh, with that... all of his crew. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to stick at the bar if they're all armored and shit. Oh yeah, no, they they look pretty pretty tough. Yeah, I want nothing to do with that. So I am going to continue to follow Longinus then. Absolutely. I uh, back outside of the Red Gorgon Saloon. So the two of you, Hannibal and Alice, have been following his tracks and like you're you're getting like fed up. You almost feel like he had to have been taken against his will. Why would he just wander off? And suddenly it dawns on you as you get in front of the bar, the door, you know, door shutters open and you see a uh, a tiefling, the same one that I described earlier to uh, Thelonious there. You see a tiefling and a bodyguard. You don't really know the name. And tiefling walks outside with his bodyguard in like a black tunic. He's wearing like kind of like black robes. And he walks down the steps, heads, you know, uh, uh, in front of uh, you two. And, uh, and he just sort of like nods in your direction. He says, miss, sir, and just keeps walking. Bodyguard does not say anything. Anything you two want to do? There's no way... Thelonious saw a bar and didn't go inside. That's that's fair. No way. <laughs> so probably true. Um, do I see the two of them? You're not outside yet. You're okay. you're creeping behind. Do you want to head inside and just peek our heads in? Yeah, let's go poke our heads inside. You two step inside and you see this giant crowd. Tons of people are at the the at this bar. Uh, 
few people are at the bar itself with Iser, the half orc that you spoke with the last time you were here. Uh, you have you know some barmaids wandering around. You take a scan of the place and you don't see Thelonious. You do, however, see this giant table uh, in the back corner that has what I described to Thelonious. You know the same crew and this one huge human in the the, the kind of center, flanked by all these uh, sort of goons or smaller you know smaller uh, uh, allies, and they're all really well armed. And he's just like. <laughs> There ain't nobody tougher than me. And he's just bragging about how awesome he is. Hannibal, I think someone's had a few too many drinks. Thelonious, as you're about to walk to the door, you see your friends. You have maybe a few minutes left of your invisibility. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and signal to them, like maybe run into one of them to and be like, hey, it's me, Theo. Okay, because you said that, that's wonderful. If you tried to signal to them, they can't see jack and shit because you're invisible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you grab one of them on, like, on the shoulder, or both of them even, and you whisper to the both of them that you're there. And you guys know that he has this invisibility spell. You've not really seen him use it or anything, but you turn and he's nothing's there, but you feel his hand on your shoulders, and he's talking to you guys. Of course. All right. Stop touching me, you fucking creep. Shut up for a fucking minute. <laughs> and then I go over everything I've sh- you know have found out. You guys would know that that flack in the corner is Flack Kimarazan. He is likely the head of the new residential district, and he's got a bunch of goons with him hanging out in a bar. Uh, we let him know that uh, Flack is Flack Kimarazan and that uh, he's the head of the new resen- residential district. And you guys all know that he done got decked in the face by Morn Ballantine. He over looks something with his wife, maybe? He doesn't look any worse for the wear. Polonius, do you know anything about. The relationship between Morn's wife and any potential ties of the Bloodbanes? No. I no idea. You can make a regular history check. Uh, maybe maybe know something. What'd you get? Nine. Not that you're familiar with. I mean, she also, you know, if, if, depending on when he got married, I mean, it could have been years and years ago. Like, if she died, who knows how long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything, guys. Sorry. All right, so should we continue following Longinus then, since he's clearly getting away? I mean, at this point, if you want to follow Longinus, it's in your best interest to leave now. Uh, if you guys want to stay like separated, you can, but then you have no way to contact one another if like you're in trouble and stuff. Well, all right. Oh, Only want... one of us can be invisible, but one of us can send messages every 15 minutes or so over through 120 feet. I got an idea. Yeah, let, let's hang. Let's us hang back, and we'll follow from a from a fair distance. We'll let uh, Harry Potter here pop on, pop on his invisibility cloak and keep following uh, Longinus. I do still love that play. We yes. don't, we don't want to stick around and figure out what Flax all about here. Uh, he's all about drinking and bragging right now. I, I think we need to talk to him in a more intimate setting. All right, fair enough. I uh, and so. You guys are then leaving and, uh, uh, you know, uh, heading to the uh, or following after Longinus then. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You you catch the only uh, last or the last thing you hear him, you know, screaming about is uh, he slaps somebody on the back and congratulates them for killing the devil sore. Whatever that may mean. Well, there goes our bounty. <laughs> and you guys, I, uh, I. Uh, Head outside and you scan the area, and sure enough, you see uh, uh, Longinus is heading back the opposite direction from where he came. It looks like he's maybe heading back to either the government district or old residential district. You're not sure where uh, Cassius lives. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll pursue him. Do I need to, you know, do the invisibility spell again? If you want to be close to them as you're following them, it's recommended. Yeah, I, I want to. You recast invisibility, and now that you have another hour, and you guys uh, follow. So uh, go ahead, and everybody roll stealth with advantage. Uh, Hannibal and Alice are doing that because they're so far away, uh, giving you, you know, like an extra hundred so feet as you, you know, follow after them. And then, uh, Felonis, you're, of course, quite a bit uh, closer. 17. 15. Five. That was with advantage? Yeah, I rolled a one and a two. <laughs> As they're walking and get to the like the elevator, uh to to you know head uh, up. And they're they're getting on like this this first elevator, and uh 
felonious you do as well, the, your friends hang back, you know, because it's it'd be a little too obvious if you're all in the same big elevator together. And elevator starts going up, and bodyguard steps in front of uh, Longinus, pulls out a sword, and he goes, I know someone's there. How about you step out of the shadows? Drop whatever magic you're using. And Longinus immediately kind of goes, not into panic mode, but Longinus himself kind of pulls out a knife and he whispers to his uh, uh, his bodyguard and he goes, you don't think it's that monster, do you? What are you doing, Polonius? <laughs> so, all right. I I'm, heard something. I'm in the elevator with them. You're in this elevator with them. It's, uh, uh, there's nobody else around you guys. It's just the three of you, essentially, in this elevator. Uh, it's probably about like 30 feet by 30 feet. So it's pretty pretty good size. Has f- has fifteen minutes passed? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, well, roll a dice. Let's see. You you guys would have had to walk from the shipping district to the elevator. So roll a dice. Natural twenty. Yes. Fifteen <laughs> minutes have passed exactly. Uh, so I get a message to Thelonious. I'm like, uh, "How's it going up there?" I message back, "Help, come quickly." Uh, God, Hannibal, we gotta go. Would you guys like to run up the stairs or wait for the next elevator? Can he cast... Ah, oh, it's metagaming. What would you guys like to do? I think we start... I mean, we probably have to book it up the stairs if we're gonna get there first. Yes. I, do I have to respond to what yeah, this you guy have a said? Sentence, yeah, yeah. You, you have a sentence you can respond with. All right. Wait, wait, well, no, no, not for him, for the bodyguard. Oh, I mean, you don't have to respond. I mean, the, it seems like the bodyguard noticed you uh, to some capacity because he kind of points his sword in your general direction, uh, but he hasn't necessarily started swiping at you. Can I use prestigitation to move something nearby, like something to cause distraction? Like he might think that that's what did it. You're in a big empty elevator? Like what would you like to do? I mean, there's not much I can think of that you could like move. There's no books. There's no stones. What about like a ceiling tile on the elevator? It's not really tile so much as it is just a big wooden box. I uh, I mean, if you want to like try something like we, we can. Yeah. Like what would you like to know? kind of noise would you like to make? I guess just like some like bump like some thumping noises like sure you make like that. you make a thumping noise that that sounds maybe a little mechanic because we're in the elevator you got a, a fourteen for uh yes both the rolls are higher <laughs> one was a natural twenty Jesus. they you make the thump noise. And the the uh, the guard takes a step forward, and you think he's about to start stabbing. Uh, Alice and Hannibal, you guys were going to start running up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Athletics, if you please. Oh boy. Let's see how well you can do. How fast are you <laughs> with this strength based task? With you guys not having much strength. Yeah, it's not good. I got a ten. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you guys start running, and like Hannibal is like winded. Like you guys go up a few like flights, and he's like. <sighs> <laughs> Hold on, uh, Alice. You get a little bit further, but you're not going very fast. You're pacing yourself well, but not going very quickly. <laughs> Thelonious, you are waiting for your friends to like intervene, but you're in an elevator going quite a bit faster than what normal people can run up a staircase. What would you like to do? <laughs> uh huh. Uh, okay, try again. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like... The gig you, is up. Kind of. I mean, you don't necessarily have to reveal yourself, but at the very least, you don't think, like, the thumping noises are throwing them off. You think the uh, the bodyguard in particular has a very strong feeling somebody is there. I'm going to bide my time then and move to the further side of the elevator as I can get to. Sure. Uh, so you step That's backwards. Like stealth, right? Yeah, so make another stealth check. Do I have advantage at this point? You are invisible. I'll allow it. Thirteen. You take a few steps back. The bodyguard advances, swipes the sword back to where you were before and does not connect. He swings a few times, doesn't connect with anything, steps back again in front of his master, and it's just sort of waiting. Uh, You guys running up the stairs. Make athletics checks again. Catch your breath for a moment. Fourteen. Eleven. You should slow down on eating all that trail mix. <laughs> You're weighed down with all that uh, uh, 
all those nuts? I don't know. So you, uh, Hannibal, you're, you catch your breath and you, you start pacing yourself a little bit better. Uh, Alice, you push ahead and you start going a little faster. Uh, back to the elevator. The bodyguard once again shouts for you to reveal yourself. Do you say anything? No. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> you are sort of hiding off to the side. Uh, they attempt to, to figure out where you are, and the bodyguard uh, pulls out a dagger, and he goes to throw it in your direction. You think that he maybe heard you, you shuffling around a bit. Uh, he has disadvantage because you're invisible. And what's your AC? Uh, 14. Dagger whizzes past your leg, and you take uh, three points of damage as blood spurts out and hits the ground, and the bodyguard goes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And Longinus is freaking out at this point. He's like, it's an assassin. It's the monster. I know it is. And he starts like jumping to conclusions. What would you like to do? Well, the <laughs> gig is up. Uh, can I withdraw from invisibility? Ooh, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> right now, they, <laughs> blood is on the ground. They know somebody's there, but they don't know what you look like. Oh, shit. All right. I'm not going to drop invisibility yet, but I'm going to be like, Longinus, calm down. I am no monster. Uh, l- uh, make a persuasion check. You haven't attacked him. You're just invisible right now. Seven. With a seven, he goes... I don't know a lot of regular people that are invisible. Show yourself, monster. I can't really do that at the moment. But believe me, I'm here to help. I oh, that's not entirely false and that's not entirely true. Uh he kind of insights on you can't get a good read and he's like, "What do you want?" Uh I just need uh I just wanted to find out about this party you're going to. You wanted to know about my cousin's party. Yeah. I uh, that's true. You you did. <laughs> you felt like there was more to it, of course, but uh, uh he kind of tries to read you and you're telling the truth and he's just sort of confused. Uh back to the the runners. Uh make another round of athletics checks. Let's see how uh, fast you're getting up there. 14. Not bad. Four. God, I'm fat. <laughs> Hannibal, like, is you're leaving him behind at this point, Alice. And Alice, you get to the top of the uh, uh, stairs, and the elevator has not arrived just yet. Oh, crap. What uh, would you like to do? Can I... I'd like to walk over to where the elevator will eventually arrive. Sure. Uh, when I look down, what do I see? You see uh, the pulley system, uh, like, you know, chain, uh, is, you know, currently ratcheting up this uh, elevator. There are some really large elevators that are pulled by tons and tons of ropes, but it looks like this is a smaller elevator that, of course, Longinus would jump on to not deal with other people. And so it's pulled by chain. There's, it's, you know, a little bit less, you know, there's less kind of pulley to it because it's just one chain. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. And so, uh, yeah, it's currently being pulled up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send another message to Thelonious and be like, "You still still holding in there, buddy?" Yes. How do I want to say this? You have one sentence. What would you like to say? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, come when the elevator opens up. I'm telling them you're coming. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Uh, so that's the message you get, uh, Alice. Uh, Thelonious. Yeah. What, so, you know, th- this guy's kind of flabbergasted by you, but what would you like to say? Uh, I'm going to say that, listen, I am a detective. I'm hired trying to figure out all of these disappearances that are going on. My two compadres... You know, to prove myself, there are two compadres on the way up. They are going to introduce themselves as well to to prove that I am being truthful. The bodyguard looks to Longinus, and Longinus just sort of looks to you and he says, I don't understand why that means you can't show yourself. Uh, Because I don't want to at the moment. (laughs) He hits the bodyguard in the shoulder and he points to the door, and he just nods, and the bodyguard grabs out the weapon and prepares an action. And he says, I think you should reveal yourself, or I'm going to kill one of your compadres. Okay, we don't need to do that. But listen, no judgment when you see me. He doesn't respond to that. What would you like to do? 
I'll, I'll take off the invisibility. You remove your invisibility. He looks at you. He says, I have no idea who the hell you are. Perfect. You don't need to know who I am. You're a detective? Correct. What are you detecting? Parties? No, I told you we're, we're, I'm looking into those missing people that are happening around town. I'm sure you're well aware that we have missing persons happening. Yes, I'm well aware. It's been discussed at meetings before. So I'm simply following a lead. And what lead is this that you think that you should be shadowing me? Well, I can't disclose that to you at this moment. I think that I'm above such things. The elevator comes to a stop. Uh, Alice, uh, maybe about like, you know, 60 feet away, you have uh, the people that are pulling, you know, do the job of you know pulling. Uh, well, really, it's more like a beast of burden that's sort of like, you know, ratcheting this like machine by going in a circle or whatever. Uh, and a moment later, you, you have Hannibal arrive. He's like <laughs> totally out of breath, uh, having run up the stairs. And the door opens before Hannibal's there. And there's one person. You see a two tieflings. And Thelonious is visible. Looks like he has a cut on the, the his side of his leg. It's kind of some blood is spattered to the ground a bit. And the... The bodyguard of Longinus Payne is sort of like, you know, looking to Longinus, and Longinus just sort of points to you, and he says, a detective. Yes. I was told there was another? He's uh, he's a little bit slow on the- I'm here! <laughs> I'm here! Ah, I'm here. Okay. He's arrived. Sir, I'm very sorry for any trouble that Did you- my associate has caused you Dude, What evening. the hell? What? We said follow him. Don't hurt him. Longinus looks to you three, and he says, all of you, put your hands up in the air. Okay. Hey, we're good. He says, get to the back of the elevator. And he, are you guys going to comply and go to the back of the elevator? I'm going to be like, what, what's, what's the issue here? I don't know who the hell you are. I don't know that you're really detectives. All I know is you're skulking out of the shadows. So get to the back of the elevator. These two aren't in the shadows. Back to the elevator. What would you tell them Listen, so far? What's, I told what, you that they were coming. How would I be making that up? Back to the elevator. What, it's hey, the last time I'll say it. Theo, what would you tell them so far? I told them that we're detectives investigating the missing people. Who's oh, moved good. to the back of the wall? Are you still safe? You're launching this, right? By the way, I'm gonna... first off, who's on back is to the wall? Whose back is to the wall? Of the elevator, which is what he demanded. Who has done that and who has not done that? I need to know that right now. I have not done that. Uh, not done that. Uh... How far away am I from him? He's maybe about like 10 feet away from you, 15 feet. He's like in the kind of the uh, one side of the elevator, kind of near the, the, the doorway. I mean, I was I'm already gonna... close to it, right? Yeah, sure. So, sure, I'll be doing it. Sure. You put your back to the, the elevator wall. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll comply. Alice complies. He points the, he grabs the bodyguard, points to you. He pulls the sword out and he says, Back to the wall. It's what Longinus has ordered. Do you comply, Hannibal? All right, fair enough. I'll go to the back of the wall. You guys go to the back wall. They step out. He snaps his finger, and the elevator doors close, and your elevator starts heading down. And he leaves the scene. Nice job, you fucking moron. Listen, we needed to follow the lead. For There was no lead. You just started following him. He's going to a party with the other pains, and they're all fucking trouble. There's a bunch of people going to the party. Exactly. We could have gotten some more information. We haven't gotten anywhere in this damn investigation. We've gotten plenty of things in this damn investigation. Really? Who's the person? Who's the person for what? That's been doing all this. Well, you do know that. The big giant beast, Vivian. Perfect. Where are they? I don't know, but they're not at the party. They weren't invited. Who summoned them? (laughs) Who summoned what? This thing. What thing? Vivian. I don't know. Not exactly. Not we don't have answers. You are the biggest <laughs> idiot ever. I the one that wanted to bring balls out. You know what's going to happen now? Now what's going to happen is Longinus is going to know what we all look like, know some of our names, and is going to tell Cassius. I don't think Ca- he told anyone. Oh, you shared the name, didn't you? Yeah. Well, that was Alice's <laughs> fault. Now Cassius is going to have questions about all of this, why you were following her. And then she's probably going to go tell Orvalt, who's, who are already on Orvalt's shit list. Whatever, we'll make something up. You <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> this is oh. why you're not allowed to go off by yourself. <laughs> eh, I was following a lead. What you, lead? There's no lead. 
There was I two mean, elite. That was Longinus. We found out that Flax at the bar. We should go to the bar. No, we shouldn't go to the bar. Why not? What the no. fuck are we going to do at the bar with Flack? I mean, here's we the thing. We can eavesdrop right. on his conversation. Here's no, the thing. No, no more eavesdropping. Here's the thing. We're detectives. That's our job. I'm going back to the inn. I'm going back to the inn. Here's the thing. I mean, you guys can go back to the end. That's totally fine. But you guys, the, the more information you get, like if you had pulled it off getting to the party, that would have been swell. I know. It it's just, idea. it's just a matter of you know bad rolling, and that's a shame. However, would you guys like to head to the bar as Thelonious said, or do you guys want to head back to the inn and just sleep it off? To the I'm going end. to the inn. The votes have come in that you guys are going to the inn. So you guys head to the Mertiel Alberge. You guys go. Uh, you know, there, and uh, you guys spend the night and you guys sleep, you know, sleep everything off. It's going to be the next day. My damage all clear. Though. Oh, yeah, your damage is clear. You get your spells back. As far as that goes, the sun rises the, the next day, and you guys now are kind of, it's early in the morning. You guys have, well, actually, Alice, you, you only trance. You only have to rest for like four hours. Is there anything you wanted to do in the meantime? Uh, I'm just pissed, so I'm just sitting in the chair, <laughs> sipping on the blueberry wine. Sure thing. So the butt crack at dawn, you're already at the wine. Uh, Fritz, you didn't, Fritz wasn't even awake at the time. You basically just raided the, the cellar and pulled out a bottle of wine and walk, you know, walked in the parlor and started drinking. Uh, the rest of you guys are up. Uh, you guys, you know, can hear uh, Fritz making breakfast, and it's not ready yet. Uh, so the three of you have some time to talk, and feasibly you can get Maxwell as well. It seems like he's maybe in the kitchen at this moment, but you can grab him easy enough if you want to talk to him. What's up, guys? <laughs> just, I'm just glaring <laughs> through my wine glass. Hey. You guys all agreed to do the follow trick. It's just the, it did not work out, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, thank you. You guys were following me here. You know. Okay. Uh, well, we still need to go see Kibo for that list. I, it's not going to help us a whole lot, but we might as well follow up so he's not just hanging out. And then you guys should probably check with Alzantalus, see what he was able to come up with. Yeah, so what's the deal? You ever going to go talk to this guy or not? We will, if... If it feels appropriate, uh, then I would I would be open to it. But I think right now we're gonna get the most information if I'm not in the picture. All right. That's... And let's face it, we're <laughs> let's not, let's not complicate things any more than they they need to be. We've we've done a good job of that so far. Mostly. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go talk to uh, to Kibo. We need to go see Verna too, because wasn't she at that party? Didn't we talk about that? We do need to see Verna. Okay. Ah, right. So you guys are heading, uh, eating breakfast and then heading to the Rayburn Magical Academy first. Is that right? Well, well hold on. So where's Verna's probably at? In the government, the government district. district. Well, we pass that first. Yeah, I think that's on the way, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yep. so, so let's go see Verna let's first. see Verna. Absolutely. So you guys are, you eat your breakfast, you know, you make small talk with the group. Uh, as far as that goes, do you fill in Maxwell so he knows the, the like everything that happened the night before? Yes. Yeah, Max. If uh, if if the guard come around uh, or any mercenaries for us, uh huh. Just tell him we left the city. Yeah, sure thing. Okay. Left the city. Got Thanks. it. He says, "No, tell him we're dead. Tell, tell him we're dead. D- left the city dead. Got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, Fritz is like mercenaries." No, we're good. There, no, no one's gonna show. Oh, okay, it okay. Yeah. And I mean, if smiles. they do, if they do, make sure you give them some of that wine. Butter them up a bit. Oh, yes, of course. I, I mean, if if anyone comes to visit you and they're your friends, I will treat them accordingly. And he smiles. Exactly. So you guys finish up breakfast and you guys head to the government district, and you guys uh, head to the government building, the big one, uh, where a lot of uh, the representatives of the council have offices in, you know, and on the first floor, you get to Verna L. Citrine Falls office and uh, the, the door is open. It looks like she's just pretty much arriving for work. She's placed down like a, a like a essentially like a, a satchel that has a lot of paperwork and stuff. She pulls it out and she sees the three of you and she says, Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Hey, Verna, h- how are you? Oh, uh, quite well, quite well. Uh, maybe a little tired. Stayed up a little late last night. Yeah, heard about that party. How'd it go? Oh, oh, oh that's right. Uh, uh, Londonist was asking questions about the three of you. Yeah, uh, there's a bit of a misunderstanding last night. Uh, we were, we were, we were trying to, we were investigating 
the disappearances. We, we thought maybe the monster was going to go after Longinus or one of the other people in the in, in the in the one of the other counselors. One of the other counselors. So we're just well, kind of keeping an eye to make sure. That's what I explained. He, he yeah. seemed rather concerned at first, but I let him know that it's it's merely the city's best interest that you have, and and he he understood that. Yeah, thank okay. you, Verna. What what fully did you tell him? Well, I let him know that you were the three that I had hired to okay. do the the investigating in the city. Uh, when he said that you had been skulking around him, I let him know that you were merely just doing your job. How did he react to that? I mean, as well as he reacts to most things. And she Which smiles. is what? Well, he's usually very curt, very, you know, standoffish. But, uh, I mean, he seemed to understand. All right. Good. Uh, so we wanted to, to to fill you in on, on the investigation so far, everything we got. So well, absolutely, far. it's it's been uh, a little over a week at this point, I think. Sure. Uh, she pulls out uh, the bags of like twenty five gold for each of you, and you each have twenty five gold. Excellent. And uh, she says, "Absolutely." Uh, now, what do you want to fill her in on? Okay. Are we just going to say everything? Are you going to like give her choice things? I like- say what we found at the asylum. Yeah. Uh, I would say what... Uh, so we're talking the, the creature, the, the circlet, the the fact that <laughs> there is there is clearly some creature that's eating people. Yes. Yes. And uh, and what we found about the about the Bullywogs, that there's only one remaining in the tunnel. Yep. They were hunted nearly to extinction. By this particular monster. By this monster. And do we know why the monster is eating people? Well, um, we don't exactly know why yet. Although something is making use of the blood. Right. Well, that was kind of secondary. Um, After all the killings happened, there was some demon summonings, which I I think you might have heard about one of the demon summonings in town. I did indeed. There have been quite a few more in the the, uh, tunnels. And you dealt with this. We did, yeah. She nods and uh, she grabs out uh, like a form and starts filling it out as she's uh, talking to you. And she says, so this creature was being controlled by something, is no longer under control, and is now roaming the city doing as it pleases. Well, we don't know if it's roaming the city because there haven't actually been any more disappearances as far as we know. We don't know. It might have left the city at this point. She says none that have been reported. So we don't exactly know what this thing's doing. It, it may have left altogether. She nods, and she fills out a form, and she proceeds to reach into a safe in her office and pulls out uh, 150 gold to give to you guys and says, we'll, of course, send an investigation, but I believe that I can trust you. Uh, she says, take this. This is a reward for slaying demons in a tunnel so close to the city. Oh, right, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I do have a, a question for you. Yes. We, we had mentioned that you had mentioned that uh, y- you were going to tell us how you got our names. We were just kind of curious. Yes, I, I can let you know. Um, I had uh, maybe a few weeks before the three of you arrived in the city, I had put in a request to uh, different assorted guilds, uh, Mr. Flack. Uh, Kimarazan uh, has a band of adventurers. I put in a request there. Most of his team was already out at the time, unfortunately, so I couldn't use his uh, contacts. But uh, as far as that goes, um, I took recommendations as well as people coming in. And, you know, not very many people impressed me who, who just came on in. Uh, but I had been given three names throughout the, the you know, surveys, so to speak. Did, did it say who submitted my name? I don't really know the name, honestly. Uh, in your case, uh, Hannibal, uh, it was uh, a portly gentleman came in and said that uh, he, he strongly recommended uh, you coming to the city, uh, felt that you would be uh, a great asset. Kind of talk, kind of talk like this, like he was, uh, you know. A little obnoxious, yes. Um, yeah. I, but he impressed upon me how strong you were, and, and I had no reason to, to disagree. I. Uh, I, I had, he had listed off some of your your accomplishments. Sure, he did. Did he leave any, uh, any any contact information for him? Any names? Any? No, no I'm afraid sort of not. It's this is all just my memory. Okay. I don't suppose the person who put forth my name was a uh, was also a high elf. No, um, I uh, I don't remember. Uh, no, in fact, I think in your case, uh, case Alice, it was actually uh, just a letter I received. It was a letter. Uh, yes, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, 
from uh actually it's the I think the the current principal from Elizantlis. I believe it was Al- a letter and she reaches into her uh, uh, drawer and she says, I still have the letter. And she reaches out and pulls out a scroll and it says, you know, in the, the case of regarding, you know, investigating disappearances in the city, uh, I strongly recommend, uh, you know, that Alice Rose, you know, investigate this. And uh, she hands you the letter and you take a look at it, uh, Alice, and uh, make an intelligence check with advantage. <coughs> Let me know what you get. That is a 15. With a 15, it does not look like his handwriting. I, uh, I Looks like a forgery. I hand it back to her and I say, thank you very much. And she nods and she says, uh, very well. Yeah, how'd you find out about me? Well, she says, uh, uh, it was a dragonborn uh, came in. Uh, he, he had tried out and uh, was sorely lacking. He, he was not especially... Adept, it seemed, at combat. Uh, so I was going to send him away, and he said that uh, uh, he knew somebody. How did he say he knew me? Honestly, I don't really remember. I think he said a family. you were a family member. Okay. She nods, and she says, yes, I, I had recommendations for all three of you. Uh, I had nobody else to, to go on, and so I figured that I would uh, start the job with the three of you, and if... Things worked out great, and if things didn't work out well, then wouldn't I have egg on my face? Fair enough. I have I have another question for you. Absolutely. So we found out yesterday that there was a bit of a scuffle at your council meeting yesterday. Oh yes. Uh, at this point, this would have been a couple days ago. Oh, a couple days ago. Um, yes, it was uh, incredibly awkward. And so we we heard that the the, the conversation was that uh, Morn Valentin's. Um, Wife is a is a bloodbane. Do you know anything about that? I mean, I've heard rumors. I, I've heard that you know, when when the exodus happened with all the dragonborn coming to the the city, it was uh, you know it was it was wonderful. The it was the city was expanding at the time, and you know it was it was a pretty big boom uh, for the city of Rayburn Falls. Um, but the thing is, is you know, uh, there were certainly bands of dragonborn that maybe weren't too thrilled uh from my understanding they had been remnants of this bloodbane family uh and uh one of the rumors that went on at that time was that it was morn ballantine's wife who was uh the the leader of the bloodbanes in the city oh, okay and uh, we haven't talked to you in quite a while i mean we've 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 met most of your um, colleagues, uh, so we're just kind of curious what your feel is on them. So, um, what about Valentine in general? Do you do you like him? Morn Valentine um, always seems very honorable. Uh, it, I mean, until this happened, I, I had no reasons to doubt him, but it seems very concerning that he lost his temper so easily. I mean, you know, honor is very important, I'm sure, to to most people, let alone dragonborns, but. The fact that he was willing to punch Flack Chimarazon is is very concerning. You never had any inclination that he would do that before? He no. never struck me as a violent type? No. And I mean, Flack is likely the last person you'd want to hit. Why is that? Well, he used to be an adventurer. He he. The reason he got a position in the city is because he was so popular with the people. What, a, what, are, what are your opinions on Flack in general? Oh, Flack Kimarazan is not much of a politician. Um, I'm not going to say he's not, you know, good at what he does. It's just that what he does is not politics. It's usually blustering and bullying and and shouting. I mean, he's he's was apparently a, an adventurer of great repute. I uh, slew many monsters, uh, according to him. His favorite story is how he slayed the the rock. The rock. Uh, rock, yes, uh, R O C. Uh, it's a giant bird. Um, yes, I'm sure if you ask him about it, he'll happily tell you. How do you feel about uh, Thanemore putting his hat in the ring for Goldbeard? They're friends. I understand that you would want a friend to take your place. You know them better than others. I don't think that abraham goldbeard is the best choice let alone is a choice that even he himself wants he does seem to be reluctant 
yes, it, it seems very strange to me that, you know, he would be put into a governor position when he doesn't want it. But stranger things have happened. Anything else you know about Goldbeard himself? Goldbeard has lived in the city a long time. Uh, keeps a pretty uh, private life, to the best of my knowledge. He's very open about his church work, of course, which is wonderful. Uh, I know that he, he, you know, put forth a lot of effort uh, to protecting orphans in the city. Uh, he's done, you know, great things for the city, of course. Uh, I just don't know that he's leader potential when it comes to the entire city. Okay. I have a question not related to the politics. Oh, here. yeah, ask away. Why did you hire us for this job and not the city? Well, uh, to be honest, the, the city would just assume use the the guards that we have. They uh, Orvalt is a wonderful sheriff, um, but I felt like progress wasn't being made fast enough. Okay. And, and, and what, what's, what's your specific motivation for, for doing this? Just the fact that the progress hasn't been made? Um, make an insight check. She says, I felt progress wasn't being made fast enough, and it's f- the right thing to do for the city. 19. You feel like maybe there's something a little more, maybe a little self-serving that she isn't revealing yet. Okay. Whether you want to push her on that is on you. Um, I, I also heard uh, you had a relative come to town recently that was ill. She she is this person doing okay? Oh, my sister. Yes, sister, um, okay. she's not doing great. Uh, she has twenty four hour care. I try to spend as much time with her as I can at home. Yeah. Uh, things like this party last night put a damper on that. Uh, but I'm hoping she'll be better soon. Okay. So things are looking up for her. I hope so. Mm. She she's been quite comatose. Uh, for for some time. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's it's okay. okay. I I appreciate your your concern, of course. Um, how well did you know uh, the counselor that that disappeared, Kafuddle? I didn't know Kafuddle especially well. Um, he he kept to his magical research. I I didn't really. I'm hardly a wizard. I don't understand many of those things. Uh, so many of the times when I had casual conversation with him, his words went over my head. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he was always pleasant to me. I never had problems with him. I, you know, he, you know, there were some things he put forth to the city that I appreciated and some that I did not. How do you feel about Freedom Peak that's taking over? I don't know Freedom Peak very well. He, he, I met him at the meeting. Uh, that was the first order of business at this meeting the other day was to instate him as the counselor. Uh, he seemed very excited about it. Uh, I would have thought that he'd have been a bit more somber considering his predecessor was murdered, eaten. Yeah, we had, didn't we've... seem to think very much of uh, Kefuddle. Now, I mean, here's the thing. He's clearly not a monster eating people, but do you think that he controls or controlled a monster that ate people? It's an angle we're looking into. It was a magical artifact that was on this creature's head, right? Correct. Yeah, you're not wrong. She shrugs, and she says, it's something to look into. You'll have my support if I hear that Kibo is complaining that you've been snooping around. Speaking of magical artifacts. Yes. What do you know about the armor of Endless Night? I'm afraid I don't know anything about that. Can we roll insight on... Yeah, absolutely. That is a seven. Uh, Thirteen. 17. Yeah, she seems to be telling the truth. Uh, she doesn't seem to know what this armor of endless night is. She says, um, do you think it's related to the case? It yeah. potentially could be. It, we, I think it's definitely related to the case. Yeah. And you, uh, did you also let her know that you found, or this creature has been collecting, it seems, pieces of the armor? We can fill her in on that now. Yeah. yeah that, do we want to share that, actually? We might Again, as well. We, well, we still don't know everything about her background. I think we know enough at this point to think to know that i don't know if i it's, feel comfortable sharing here's that the thing. much yet she's Look. the one who hired us and this is relevant to directly relevant to the investigation we can Plus, just tell her that but we can just tell her that it's related we don't need to tell her that this monster is hunting all the pieces that would scare her off pretty well she's still gonna pay us regardless 
not if we're all yeah. not if we're all dead. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, as long as you don't make sure, as long as you make sure that doesn't happen. I I don't feel comfortable telling her. Thelonious says, like whispers, like amongst you guys, like potentially even before the meeting, not to share this. If uh, you guys are really gung ho for it, you can go for it. But if you feel like you're just neutral on the idea, you can always keep it in your back pocket. She does not seem to know about the armor of endless night. Well, then yeah, we'll just hold on to it for now. Yeah. That's fine. Sure. So she kind of nods, and I, uh, I, uh, and as uh, uh, she's speaking with you guys, there's a knock at the door, and a uh, moment later, the uh, door opens. She, you know, says, uh, "Yes, I'm in the meeting," and a guard comes out and says, uh, "Miss uh, Citrinefall, uh, there's a, a halfling here to see you." Um, he says his name is Roscoe, and she says, can you just pass on that I'm busy? I, I'm in the middle of a meeting. Uh, tell him to come in, in maybe tomorrow or the next day, and I should have more time. And he just kind of nods. He says, uh, yes, ma'am. And he turns around. She says, I'm really sorry about that. Roscoe, no somebody you know? Oh, uh, not especially well, honestly. Um, he's, uh, uh, you know, somebody that I know who's just come back to the city. I'm not really sure what he needs me for, but this is a bit more important, of course. Okay. Uh, just came back to the city? Uh, yes, I, I think he was involved with Kimarazan, uh, Kimarazan's uh, uh, raiders. Um, they had some job in the south. Do you know anything about the job? Not really. Uh, I... <sighs> I know bits and pieces. Apparently, they had been directly hired by the city as essentially mercenaries. Uh, they were trying to open up new safe routes to go to southern lands uh, because the river that runs out of the city heads you know, to the east, but it doesn't splinter off to the south anywhere directly south of the city. And so, uh, you know, but there's a lot of forests to the south that are quite dangerous, a lot of monsters and stuff. So they, you know, were, were merely, you know, looking into that. She nods. Okay. Any, were they successful, do you know? Oh, I don't know. Um, it was something that we were supposed to talk about yesterday at this meeting, or two days ago at this meeting. And she says, but then this fight broke out and everything got put on hold. Interesting. All right. I don't think I have anything else uh, unless you have anything for us, uh, Mr. Trinfall. She says, no, uh, keep up the good work. Um, she says, uh, you, you found out more than anyone else has so far. Uh, if we can make this city a safe place, the faster it happens, the better. Okay, she says, I will, fair enough. I will do my best to support you from my side of things. Just try not to get in too much trouble. Fair enough. We, we, we appreciate, we appreciate you uh, smoothing things over for us. Just absolutely. All right. She says, if it's, if it's a member of the Payne family, happy to, happy to be of service. Fair enough. And you guys uh, step out of the, uh, the office, and did you guys want to head to the Magic Academy? Yeah. Sure. So you guys trek across town. And so, you know, uh, maybe about a, you know, half hour, 45 minutes pass as you guys are, you know, heading to the Rayburn Magical Academy. And you guys uh, arrive at the school and you guys know that Kibo's office is at the very top. Do you guys want to head there first? Yeah. yeah. On the way up, I'm going to let them know that letter from Elizontalis was not his writing. Not him, huh? No. Any idea who it could be? No idea. But something, some someone lured us all to the city. I agree. Something. Some. There's something a reason someone. why the three of us are here. Exactly. It's definitely strange. So, you guys head on up, and Kibo is in his office, and uh, uh, he's got a you know smile on his face, and he sees the three of you, and he goes, "Oh, welcome." And he looks like a, like a little nervous because you three entered in and you guys have just sort of been kind of bullying him around. Morning, Kibo. Kibo, you look happy. What's what? Something good happened? What's going on here? Oh, well, I'm now the counselor officially of the uh, Collegiate District. Oh, well, congratulations. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you had some stuff for us. I, I did indeed. And he says, well, I did an investigation and I didn't find much. Okay, well, what did you find? You didn't, huh? Well, there's not many mages that are suspicious that wouldn't already have been executed or put in jail. He says, but here are two names that I think might steer you in the right direction. Okay. okay. And you find the name, uh, the first one is Juliana Blightcaller. And he says, uh, 
I don't know much about her. She didn't spend a lot of time in our school, but she was very suspicious, dropped out abruptly, and uh, she now works for uh, Kimarazan's Raiders. Of course. All right. I, I believe I heard the other day that they actually arrived back in the city. Oh yeah, we saw yeah. them. They were they were they were having a they had a corner of the bar all to themselves. <laughs> yes, of course they did. Uh, and the only other uh, suspicious uh, mage is uh, uh, somebody who disappeared about a month ago, um, vanished from uh, the school. A mage by the name of Zoff Reverus. Zoff Reverus, eh? Uh, yes, uh, vanished about uh, maybe a month ago. Um, what, what can you tell us about this Zoff? Well, um, he was human. Um, he had uh, uh, done some traveling recently. I, I, he was going to get a position of, of you know, a, sort of a teacher position in the school, and he wanted to brush up on his knowledge, so he left the city for some time and uh, came back. I thought everything was going to be fine, and then he vanished again. Um, you, you three would probably know him better than I would. Yeah, why is that? Well, according to the records, then when I double-checked them, he was the first person to disappear when all the disappearances started happening in the city. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.